Hi, this is Hunter from the Watchmen podcast. Now, it's not a podcast about the comic book, but I thought it was a clever play on words. Twice a week, you can pull up a chair and join the conversation with myself and a group of friends as we each pick a different movie or TV show of personal and cultural interest. After we're done with the review, stick around as we rank each one and assign it a snack. What makes The Dark Knight a cheese it and near the top of the list? You'll have to listen to find out. You can find us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, so feel free to give us a try. Welcome into Short and Spooky, the podcast about anthology shows from the 80s, the 90s, and sometimes, in particular today, the early 2000s. Yeah. That's right. We are uh, really hitting the other 2000s today, and you can tell by uh, one of the pers- the people that are starring in this uh, two-part episode. Yes, and uh, we're your hosts. Uh, ah, I'm Tommy the Trash Man. What's up, Trash Man? I'm good. How are you? Johnny... The Junk Man. The Junk Man. That's right. I'm doing well as well. Uh, we are ringing in a new month. Uh, Halloween month was last month, and now we're doing a special feature this month. Yep. Night Visions November. November. Night Visions November. That's right. I'm excited. Uh, speaking of Halloween, um, you won a competition that we had at the corporation that we work at. Yes. I decorated a pumpkin uh, with a zombie horror, uh, excuse me, z- zombie Homer Simpson. I actually saw it on the sidewalk when I was walking home from work yesterday. Yeah, after uh, Halloween was over, they're like, all right, everyone take your shit and get out of here. We, we're not going to hang on to this. And I just like said, fuck it and left it outside my car. I saw it on the walk home. I literally was like, it was my it was my Friday and I was like walking home. I was about to like crack a road soda and I looked down and saw it and the Homer is already like, the, the paint was already falling off. Yeah, well, uh, it probably might make you feel better. Uh, on my lunch break today, I walked past it, and two squirrels were eating it. So uh, it's a circle of life. Were they saying, mmm, brains? Uh, yes, they were talking to each other, uh, full-on conversations. Was it Chip and Dale? It might have been. Yeah. They were taking their clothes off. I always loved Chip and Dale. Uh, the cartoon, right? Yeah, and the restaurant. Oh, of course. Or the strip joint. I was is like, it a strip joint and a restaurant? Or is it, is it like a Hooters kind of thing? No, I think it's just a, a, a strip club. Well, you know what? I like both of them. It's fine. All right. Well, Actually, uh, I don't like strip clubs, to be honest. Did you like the actual Chippendale or like Chippendale Rescue Rangers? Uh, Both. Okay. Yeah, Rescue Rangers is awesome, though, too. I haven't watched it since I was a kid. I wonder if it yeah. still holds up. They, they, remember they had like the other little bit of their crew, too? The, the rest of the Rangers? Yeah. I'm uh, Trying to remember the name of the. Wasn't other there one t- that was like Baloo or something like that? Like he was like from like. I think that's Tailspin. You're thinking of. Oh, like, I'm thinking of Tailspin. Yeah. 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 But no, yeah. I do you do... remember the um the video game? Of Tailspin or no, no, of, Chip uh, and Dale? Chip and Dale's. No, what was it? It was on I think on original NES, I okay. believe, or Sega, one of those. But it was extremely difficult. Uh, during our break, I'm going to look it up and I'll show you some gameplay. Cool. But I remember my my neighbor and my oldest brother's best friend Matt Spalding had had it, and we'd go there and like, you know, as the as the youngest, I never got to play it, but I'd watch them just like fail through these levels all the time. But I don't ever understand why they would make like kids' properties games so difficult. Yeah, like uh, well, back then, and especially with it's two buttons. Yeah, and then a D pad, and so you basically have to just basically run like almost like like a code, like you're just basically having to hit this, this these things in a certain sequence. It's like uh, early Dark Souls. Yeah. I That game destroyed me. 
Cool. Uh, yeah. You still been playing your Switch? You still hyped on that? Oh yeah, we've been. Uh, we we uh, we all played last night. Uh, as of the record, there was um, there's about fifteen of us in our group, group chat. chat. Yeah, and uh, it's a blast. We all, most of us, all work together, or to significant others. We found out that uh, one of our friends of the podcast, Edgardo, he actually has his girlfriend that he's dated for a long time. We've never had seen her. Uh, shout out to Eddie. What's up, yeah. bud? What's up, buddy? Um, but yeah, it was, it was a fun time and, and we've been having a blast doing it. I think we're starting to think about venturing out to other games. I know we talked about doing Mario Party, but it, you can only do four people online at a time. Yeah, we roll too deep for that. Yeah, we roll way too deep. Very nice. Uh, just so listeners out there know, John is one of the top tier uh, players in our group. I am very much middle to lower bottom. Listen, I went online but, against some strangers. We're all killing it, trust me. But I'm one of the funnier ones on there. Oh, no, of course, dude. You're a cut-up. I'm a cut-up. This guy's a, a total clown. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's a real class act, I'll tell you that. Uh, mm. But uh, anyway, uh, let's get into our uh, picks, picks of the week. week. All right. Oh, that was weak. Well, we'll do it the right way when we do it. Okay. Um, so yeah, this week I gotta say I've been uh, listening to one of my favorite podcasts, which is uh, a seasonal podcast that comes back once a year. Uh, it's called This uh, Month in Kruger We Trust with Kruger and Rust, and it's Matt Gorley and Paul Rust, and they oh. basically talk about horror franchises. The first year uh, they did all Friday the Thirteenth. Last year they did all Halloween. Now they're doing all the Nightmare on Elm Streets, and they're gonna do. Oh, sweet! Yeah, they're gonna do like Aliens and Child's Play and all this different stuff. It's really exciting. You were just talking about um, how you watched uh, a bunch of the Fridays, or uh, which you, Friday the Thirteenth? Yeah, yeah I watched you watched five, six, and seven. Five, recently. six, seven. Yeah. What year did seven come out? Like, what, what, what's like the the, the gap in those years? Between? I think that's like late eighties, early nineties. Wow. No, it's got to be. It's got to be in the eighties. But that's the one that's like number seven is the one that's like Jason versus like Carrie, like the girl with psychic powers is oh, in there. Oh yeah, that's right. That's yeah. cool. That's a cool concept. Yeah, and it was right before he went to Manhattan. So, so yeah, in Kruger we trust with Kruger and Rust or whatever the heck it is. It's it's one of those. It's so good. I love it. All the episodes are too damn long. Like some of the episodes are like three hours long like way longer than the actual movie that they're talking about and they go on long tangents and uh i mean if you like it it, there's a lot of content and if you don't it's whatever take a hike so that's gonna be my pig of the week that's your what pig Pig of the the week week. all right uh yeah sweet um what about you you got one Oh man, um, you know what I'm gonna go with? What's that? Uh, Spearnoff Smash. Ooh, okay. That's a favorite of mine after work. Uh, Smearnoff Smash is a uh, wine cooler type of thing, or it's a, an eight percent drink. It's that, a malt it's in a big, liquor. Yeah, basically, but it tastes like you're drinking Skittles. Great. And um, sign me up. You know, we're John and I both are um, a bit of sweet seekers. Yes, that's right. And. Um, uh, they're good. They're when I walk home from work on my Friday, I love having one, and, and it looks like I'm just having a um, like a Arizona iced tea, you know. And I flash the little. Well, I can't say the company we work for, but I you know flash the little badge. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, that 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 makes like a really sweet treat, and um, it actually puts me to 
right to nappy time when I get home. Usually. And you got a big smile on your face just talking about it. I do. Um, but yeah. So, so that's so going to be your pick, pick of the week. week. All right. All uh, right. So do you want to get into it? Yeah. Why don't we uh, get into this week's um, night visions? Uh, like uh, you were kind of hinting at, this is from the early 2000s. This is from nine days before... Or 12 days before 9-11. Oh, man. This is like, or, uh, I think like a couple days before. This um, is the last episode before we lost our innocence. Yeah, before we lost our freedom. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, this was August 30th, 2001. Great. Uh, did you think of any drinking game rules? I have a couple for at least for the first one. Um, I, I said uh, every time my dog uh, exhibits human behavior. Okay. Um, Baldwin, this one might be difficult, but every time Baldwin's mouth is just open when he's not like saying anything. Ooh, okay. Uh, and then once she treats him like a dog. Yeah. Uh, I was, mine are a bit pretty similar. I was going to say every time she tells him what she gives him a command, mm -hmm. like a dog. Um, I mean, that's fine. We'll, we'll stick with yours as well. Uh, the first one, uh, part of the episode we're going to talk about is called Doghouse. So we'll just take we'll take all the first part, and then we'll do uh, the second part after the first. Yeah. All right. So we're doing Night Visions November. Night Visions November. The Doghouse, August 30th, 2001. And this one, uh, whew. Can we talk about um, the, not the intro, but let's talk about uh, Henry Rollins. My first note that I took says, uh, Henry Rollins looks like he was poured into his shirt. Yeah, that, that I think that's the same thing he used to say. From the but not in the good way that no. the hitchhiker was poured into his jeans. No, 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 no. It's like, looks wrong. Looks like he forgot yeah. to say when. It looks like he's holding his breath in, too. Like, like, you know, and like, trying to puff out his yeah, chest. Yeah, puff out his chest, yeah. It's like, hi, we just want you to uh, introduce the show. It's like, no way, dude. I gotta, like, intimidate people. He like, punched up his butt chin. Like, lighten up a little bit. Oh, they put makeup on it to make it look deeper. Make it look even deeper, yeah. Very cool. I can say that because I have one, so. Yeah, I, I kind of. Hey, have you have a little one. You have a little baby, baby one. one. Yeah. Hey. Whoa. Jinx. That's a drink. That's a drink. Um, but yeah, this uh, first one stars Stephen Baldwin in it. Yeah, he's the one that got uh, religious, right? I don't know. I just know him as Billy. There's Billy. There's Alec. There's Steven. They, you know what? They all blow, in my opinion. I can't stand any of the bald ones. You know, I just saw uh, recently was uh, Beetlejuice again. Alec Baldwin looks so young in that because it's before he got that big fat drinking face. Yeah. Yeah. It looks almost like a different person. No, absolutely. It, 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 it's insane. Uh, but I don't know about Stephen Baldwin. I just know him from Biodome. Yeah, Biodome. And him I was going to say... The the weasel. He looks higher in this episode than he did in Biodome. Yeah. If it, that's possible. At one point, not to get too far ahead, but at one point she's like, those puppy dog eyes. And I'm like, what <laughs> puppy dog eyes? His, his eyes are barely open. Uh, yeah. Like, I guess, uh, what dog has looks like that? A Sharpay? Yeah. And, okay, let's uh, let's get into the, the meat of the episode. Let's do it. So it's uh, Stephen Baldwin is playing um, a thug. A thug, and his name is Barry. Barry, mm -hmm. and he's getting the crap beat out of him by like a loan shark, basically. Yeah. Uh, and f first of all, can we just talk about his appearance? Oh yeah, he looks like he was dipped in grease, and his haircut looks like uh, he has the '90s haircut, but like like someone butchered it somehow. Like the back is a little longer than the. 
than the bowl cut that he has on the top. But still, like, it's the early 2000s. It's not quite the haircut you should be rocking. Yeah, anyway. he, they're just dipping into 2000. So, you know, I get some. You get some of that 90s carryover. Um, and then, you know, so you get the, the crap beat out of him. And our our lead female. Amanda. Uh, Amanda. You know, he, he like, kind of, not carjacks her, but, like, he jumps flags, right in her car. Yeah, he flags down her car. He jumps in, and uh, the loan shark starts coming at him with a bat. So the lady takes off. She's like, okay, fine. And uh, we find out she's a vet tech. Yeah. So because she's a vet tech, she's like, or Barry goes, oh, cool. You can like patch me up so I don't have to go to the hospital because this dude's going to murder me. So yeah, um, this is when she's kind of starts to become a little enamored with him. Yeah. And, and nothing like it, they, they go to her, her house mm-hmm. um, and there's nothing like letting um, a man who is just getting chased by a person wielding a baseball bat into your house. Yeah, for real. It's like. But, again, she has two giant dogs. Yeah, she's two, uh, like, Doberman Pinchers, basically. Yeah. Uh, the dogs' names are, I guess it doesn't matter, but Vlad and Max. Vlad and Max, yeah. V and M. Um, I have more to touch on that later. But, uh, yeah, we find out um, he's a musician, and he owed people some money. Um, and he had to pawn his his guitar. Yeah. And he, so, that's the, so early in the episode, he's like, oh, uh, the loan shark, like, almost breaks his hand. And catches a bottle in the face as a result. Yep. Yeah, he domes the guy. Totally. It looks like, better than most movies. No, absolutely. I, I, I was impressed. It was one of the highlights of the uh, this part of the episode for me. And um, we so we get to the house and after she, she fixes him up a little bit, he kind of leans in to kiss her. Well, is this that we meet the dogs first? Like yeah. I said, and and she's like, or no, he says, uh, it's like dogs are an excellent judge of character. Yeah. And again, I'll, that's something I want to touch on later again too. Um, but yeah, yeah, he, she, she denies him, but she's still like, mm, you, you can, can sleep over yeah. on the couch. And in my head, I was like, man, that that's like, I I thought what was gonna happen. It's gonna be like, oh no, she's gonna, she's not kicking you out. Like, you just tried to make a move on her, and she let him get so close too. Yeah, she really did. Like they're they like he, she probably if it was what you or me like our mustaches would have been touching her face. Well, it's funny too because like while they're like getting really close, there's a cutaway shot of the dog reacting. Yeah, and I'm like like the imagine, dog is just like still like the dog at the little red rocket going. This is hot. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. Please kiss. Please kiss. Um. So he, uh, the next day he wakes up. He's still hanging out at her house. He's t- calling his sleazebag friend on the phone and then she comes in with his guitar yep from the pawn shop yeah she went through well the dog grabbed the wallet out and then she went through his pockets and got the little pawn slip according to her the dogs got into it well there were some bite marks on there that could have been hers you never know yeah um uh, but she went out and got his guitar out of the pawn shop just so that way she could give it back to him and i was like wow this lady is uh, clingy you gotta watch out with these types uh so she's. This is the first time she kind of tries to lay down the lot. She goes, "Play something, sit down," and she like pats the couch like she's telling him what to do. Yeah, like yeah a that, dog. That, that's a that's, that's a, a drink. drink. Yeah. Um, is this before or after he falls down the stairs? This is before. Okay. Uh, and then he's just like, "I don't feel like playing it. I'll play it later." And this is. I don't much. think he knows how to play guitar. I don't think he does either. I, in fact, I think probably Stephen Baldwin's so bad at it. They're like, "Don't put it in his hands." No. It, at it one won't. point, he's just like. When they, when he does actually have it in his hands again, he's just like, 
uh taking like the 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 pick like up and down the strings like that's how you do a guitar but i don't think so. you're like it just looks wrong yeah uh so that night uh he's still staying over at her house and uh the loan shark guy shows up starts uh pawing around uh, how did he know where to go there's no way to ex- they don't explain that at all he just kind of like oh i found the car maybe he tailed the license plate or something True. but it, they don't explain it. He's just really good at his job. Well, except for sneaking side, like if, if you know, he's terrible at sneaking. Well, yeah, he he raises suspicion immediately. Actually, now that you mention it, yeah. And uh, the dogs are watching him come in, and they don't do or say anything until he's all the way inside, and then they fuck him up. Well, yeah. Well, he talks to um, he talks to the dogs and is like, "Protect me," or yeah. like, "Sick them, boys." Stephen Baldwin's like, "All right, fuck him up." Yeah. That was that was kind of cool. It was kind of cool, the, and it the was the whole thing. They like rip his throat out. It's basically. pretty vicious. I was watching. So like these dogs look like they're really well trained because they look really cute in almost every scene. I I wrote down my and my final thoughts on this episode, this part of the episode. I wrote down like these are like the the cutest fake like, mean dogs of yeah. all time. I don't know if you noticed at the end of the episode. There's one thing where this was like being sicked on him, mm-hmm. and you can see them like licking his arm because he they clearly had like placed like food right there for them to like yeah and be near the like, body it's all sound effects of like growling and yeah. shit like that and barking and it, every time they show like the two dogs like sitting there next like like you know like like the like the twins from the shining you mm-hmm. know and they're both just so cute looking you're like oh yeah all right anyway so after uh the uh loan shark gets murdered uh immediately amanda comes in and she sees the dead body and uh stephen baldwin looks at her and like she's about to flip out and she just looks at the dog and goes good dogs yep that's when you start to see the the crazy kick in i this, already is, saw the sure crazy this was, i thought the the falling down the stairs was before this uh no he gets thrown by the down the stairs um after they bury the body and amanda seems to be doing most of the burying yeah which is, I mean, that's typical of a musician. Oh yeah, lazy. He's, he's like, I don't want to hurt my hands. Yeah, but no, yeah. This is after this is when uh, she's like, go in the house, and she's like, tells him what to do, and you kind of get a vibe of like she's talking to him like a dog. So take a drink, uh, and he goes in and does what I would have done, which is immediately get your shit and get out of there. Yeah. Oh yeah. So he goes looking for his guitar. Um, it goes up the stairs and this is when he tries to leave and the dog grabs his ankle and throws him down the stairs. Yeah. And I love this fall down the stairs. It's so bad. Oh yeah. The t- he, it's like he, tumbles and rolls. He does. He, he goes down like a corner somehow. Like his, his body like bounces off it. Like the some, going around a corner. Yeah. Like but, fell in the most comfortable way you possibly could. Yeah. He wakes up and, uh, she's shoving painkillers down his throat. And I was like, yes, please. <laughs> Yeah, did, did you have a raging erection the entire time? Uh, especially at this part. Yeah. Um, Getting talked to like a dog. Well, he wakes up and he's like, what? what's going on? And uh, you find out that he had broke his ankle in the fall and she like reset the broken bone and put it like a splint on it. And now she's like, here, take these painkillers. I get them from work. Yeah. Like it's not illegal. Like it's not a big deal. Yeah. You're like, uh, she must have worked with my dad. Oh, yeah? Yeah, probably. Hey, bud. Hey, bud. Um, how about uh, his uh, Baldwin's phone, uh, phone conversation acting? Oh, the yeah. The first time, it, it's like, it's that classic thing where they're on the phone, and they have one second between 
what they're saying and you're getting like you know it's assuming that like the other person's saying like oh hey man you gotta get out of there but instead it's just like yeah i'm here no i don't want to do that like like there's no time between the, what they're totally. saying i know exactly what you mean oh it drives me ballistic in movies well what do you expect he's not like he's uh an alec there. baldwin Ugh, even worse Amanda takes off, leaving Barry at home with the two dogs guarding him. And this is uh, really funny. He starts walking out on a broken ankle, mind you. And uh, he sees that one of the dogs is standing on a phone. Yep. So he's like guarding him. That was so cute. Yeah. Had his one little paw on the phone. Well, he paged it, remember? Yeah, he paged the phone to find out where it is. I I completely had forgotten about that um, feature feature of a a home phone. Yeah, very few people actually have a landline anymore. Yeah, I don't. I definitely don't. The dog is like holding a phone. It's like pinning it down. Yeah. And then, uh, so. It's he, so cute though. It is. It's adorable. Um, and then Stephen Baldwin goes downstairs and starts talking on a different telephone. And then mid conversation, it cuts out. And right behind him is a dog holding the wire in its teeth. Yeah. Like, that is also adorable too. And it was like, you, it was like, well, hmm, you just decided to wait until your friend picked up the phone and it was like, asked you where to meet him and all this stuff. It's like waited at the uh, perfect moment. We should have had friend of the podcast and uh, friend of dogs, uh, the big sniff on this one. He would, oh, have, yeah. he would have creamed his pants with all these dog antics. Maybe he would have had some really uh, unique... uh, Insight. You never know. Yeah. What's up, bud? Hey, bud. Uh, R.I.P. Ruka. So uh, the painkillers start kicking in. uh, So he takes some of the painkillers and puts them in the dog food and tries to entice the dogs to eat it. Oh, yeah. And again, they exhibit human behavior. Oh, by the way, that was two uh, human behaviors. Oh, yeah. The the phone and pulling the... Uh, both phone. Both phones. Phone hijinks. Phone hijinks. And then, of course, these dogs are now... They're hip to what's going on. Yeah. And they're probably a lot smarter than Stephen they, Baldwin. They flipped over the, the dog thing. Or they didn't flip it over. They dumped it out. They make it look like they ate the food, and but then, they didn't. Yeah. And he starts getting, you know, aware... He wakes up... Well, he wakes up from having been passed out on the stairs. And I was like, ooh, you know that hurt. Like, if that dude is actually passed out for even, like, a few minutes laying like that. Oh, yeah. So, um, they they trap him in the bathroom. Yeah. Um, and they even turn the doorknob again. That's a drink. Don't ask how. Just this go was, along for the ride. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Amanda comes back, and she's... Uh, she, she calls off the dogs. She calls off the dogs, and she goes, uh, when positive reinforcement doesn't work, you have to go to more extreme measures. And she fucking plugs him with a needle. Yeah. A syringe, I guess I should say. Well, yeah, that's one and the same. Uh, and then he wakes up uh, chained in the basement. He's chained around his neck. and uh, A the, choker. Yeah. And on the wall, written in blood, it says help, um, as if he's not the first person not to the be first down one. there. Okay. Well, we'll finish the episode, then I want to talk about some things about what I thought was going to happen and what actually happened. Okay. Well, I mean, that's pretty much the end of uh, the first bit of Doghouse, where basically uh, she alludes that she has tried doing this before. She's a total nut. Yeah. um, The dog. Okay. So what I thought was going to happen once I. Wait, wait, just real quick. So then at the end of it, uh, Henry Rollins goes, he wasn't very smart. But give him a break. He's only four and a half in dog ears. And that's it. Yeah. And I was like, wait, did I miss something? <laughs> oh, God, it was so good. He came into the studio that day. He's like, all right, you have six minutes for me to read my lines. I got to go record with Black Flag. All right, so that, that's it for the uh, first part of this episode, the first half. Um, and these are two unrelated stories. 
Um, so I think what we should do is what we do normally when this scenario happens is we'll rate this one, rate the other one, and then do the average of our scores for the entire episode. Cool. And uh, this is, uh, we like to rate it on a score of 0 to 10. <gasps> All right. Nice job. So do you want to start? Um, yeah. Yeah, sure. Um, uh, okay. Fun concept. Mm-hmm. I felt like this didn't have a third act. Yeah, it's a little weird because you catch on to that something's up, but then it's it falls flat. I kept on waiting and being like, oh, they, they she turns these people into dogs or something. Because I was like- I had that are, same thought. I had are, that same thought. Yeah. And that, I kept on being like, oh, Max and what was the other one's name? Vlad. Max and Vlad are like two people that she had, had lured in and now do her bidding as well. She had trained them. They become her dog, you know, her animals kept on waiting for that especially after she injected him with uh with whatever i was like oh he's gonna wake up and be a third doberman pinch or something like that which mm-hmm. would have been more fun than just being like no he's just chained up in the basement yeah from a character who actually does a really good job acting i thought especially in the beginning part amanda? Realized, yeah amanda does yeah. a great job the dogs are are, ba- are essentially like like watchers, mm-hmm. which I think is actually a really fun concept as well too. These kind of sil- they don't bark a ton, no, and they're kind of these silent, like always knowing. That's what, and again, that's why I thought they were they were humans. Like she was going to reveal at the end when when she turned him, but that was a big swing and a miss for me. Um, that being said, uh, would I would I want someone to watch this with me? Only if they didn't like the Baldwins. Uh-huh. So that's going to bump it up a little bit. Um, I'm going to probably go 5.75 Creepy Crawlers. That's decent. Yeah. That's a decent score. Uh, I agree with what you said about it not having a third act. It was two acts. Yeah. Like what I would thought would be really cool is if she's like had mentioned a third pet and it was like another person already down there. And mm. that way they can kind of allude to it like, where's Bruno? Where's your third dog? And he's like, oh, Bruno's being punished or something like that. And then, you know, what? then you find out at the end, oh, he's your new pet. We should, 20 years later, we should be the ones punching up these uh, these scripts, hey? It, you know what? Why not? Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll tweet at uh, Henry Rollins and see if he can get on board with that. He's too busy shoving a small shirt onto his... <laughs> He's super large body buying children's shirts yeah. and trying to slip them on. Um, so yeah, I gotta say the, the, the way that this episode played out was not the most fun, but in spite of that, I still enjoyed it. I still thought it was like kind of stupid and it made me laugh a few times. It did. Um, I guess I'll give it like a 6.25. It's not amazing, but like I said, when I was telling you about this episode, I was like, Stephen Baldwin gets hunted by two dogs. Did I not looked up enough stuff about it, but did I see George Clinton? George Clinton does all the music for this show. The entire show? Yeah. Okay, it's not just this episode? No. That's right, we've talked about this. And I think it's pretty good. I think uh, as far as theme songs go, you could do a lot worse than the Night Visions theme song. Like, uh, it's not too long. It's says kind of creepy. It's all right. So do you want to get into the second part? Yeah, do you think George Clinton smokes parliaments? <sighs> Definitely. Yeah, I, I'm just curious. I wonder, like, the first time some jackass, like, saw him, like, smoking his cigarette and was like, why don't you have a parliament, bruh? I guarantee you he smokes parliaments because of the recessed filter. Yeah, if you know cocaine. what I mean. Yeah. 
Hello. Um, hey, bud. Hey, bud. Um, all right, so we're going to take a tiny little break here, and uh, when we come back, we'll hit part two of Night Visions November. Find that devil. Okie dokie, and we're back from our little break, and we're here to talk about the second part of uh, this Night Visions episode called Still Life. Yeah. Uh, this episode features Mary Winningham? I think it's how you pronounce it, yeah. Yeah. M- m- our, our apologies if um, we're If you're listening it, right yeah. now, we're sure you probably are. Uh, but uh, we were both saying we know her from St. Elmo's Fire. Yeah. Is she the one who gets with Rob Lowe? I, I always remember Rob Lowe getting with some girl who I was thought was not for him. Um, so uh, in this episode, she plays a character named Kate. And uh, the way the episode starts, it's a very idyllic morning. The woman wakes up and she's making breakfast for well, her family. She gets her nose clamped shut first. Yeah, that's like a real cute way to be woken up, huh? What did you think was, like the, for the beginning part of this, what, what did you think the, the way it was going, like... For like, me, the based first on what Henry Rollins it, said? What do you mean? Well, for me, I... Maybe I didn't pay too much stock into what Henry Rollins said, because that's actually probably fine. Yeah, you shouldn't. Yeah. Um, but no, no, I I didn't really... Because it's a lot about pictures and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. then by the end of it, after watching it three or four times, I was curious about like why the pictures What actually, the significance is? Yeah. I don't know, because if it... Maybe it was something that was going to be played out differently or maybe they just needed to fill up time but i couldn't put it together either okay cool i just want to make sure that i was was like just not like hallucinating or something but um yeah anyway it starts out with our main character and she's a beautiful day sun shining in her uh her attractive husband is waking her up um by by holding her nose shut shut. but it's supposed to be endearing i guess yeah and, uh, Sticking a finger up her butthole. She, uh, you see, she's got a what? <laughs> that's a, you. Don't, that's why you don't see. The other hand is. Ah. Uh-huh. Gotta keep that marriage spiced up somehow. We got some Tabasco sauce on that thing. Yowza. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, downstairs, uh, we see she's got a daughter who uh, I don't know if she's playing piano in this scene or just later, but she's not very good at it. Um, no, not at all. Kate sends her kids to school, and right after her uh, daughter gets on the school bus, a man just shows up and grabs her. He grabs her, and then he, like, grabs her by her purse and, like, pulls it so the handle is choking her out and, like, it's dragging her across the, like, lawn like that. And, of course, she's freaking out because who wouldn't? And then all of a sudden the man goes away, and she calls the cops and is like... Just to go back to the point we were making a second ago, so she takes a Polaroid of David eating... Oh yeah, of her of her husband eating. She says, "Oh, you're so cute when you eat." Didn't he like? Didn't she like microwave the eggs or something? No, no, no. She says, um, "They're supposed like, to be." I thought it has to be something, and she's like, "Now they're scrambled." No, no, they're like now they're they're over to... easy because when I flipped them over, basically, yeah, she like fucked that. it up. And then it, it goes to uh, it goes to her taking her to the bus. And I've never seen this as a kid who took the bus, you know, for kindergarten through eighth grade. The girl, the girl gets on the bus and she's like half hanging out the window waving goodbye to her mom. Like, oh, yeah. So cliche. And also, that was like a big no-no 
for oh, us yeah. as kids. Like they, they always had the you know they always spread the rumor like that one kid put his hand out the window and his whole arm got ripped off. You know, kind of thing like that scare tactic. My mom told me that I shouldn't stick my head out the window because it'll knock a dog's head off if it goes by in a. A dog's head? Yeah, like another... Cause, what are you... Is this Clifford? Well, Clifford I, guess, the red, the, I guess the whole notion was that uh, dogs stick their heads out the window, so you got to watch out for them. I don't know. My mom also told me I was allergic to chocolate, and I wasn't, so... Well, that's probably a good thing, John. Yeah, it's probably trying, it's trying to curb the uh, yeah. growth. So after the man attacks her while she's uh, at the bus stop, then she freaks out. She talks to her husband. She's like, okay, well, whatever. It's an isolated incident. I'm not going to the hospital. I'm okay. Uh, and then she goes to the grocery store. And then while she's at the grocery store, I don't know if you noticed any of the products that she puts in her oh, cart. Oh, yeah. I, I wrote it down, too. It was great. The guy's buying all the same stuff as her, and it's like... Uh, but it's like cookies, and it's all yeah. of like generic or like... Crackers brand. Crackers brand crackers. Uh, also, she, her leather jacket, she's got the square shoulders on that thing. I don't know if you noticed that, too. Are they shoulder pads? Oh, they're shoulder pads. Oh, yeah. Come on, now. This is... Uh, you're not getting past the eagle eye of Tom, all right? Yeah. He looks out for these things. Um, so uh, the man who's following oh, and Also, her, uh, he asks, like, are those for your daughter? Yeah. And do you know why? Why? Because she's buying princess fruit oh, snacks. Oh, that's right. He's very into gender roles. Get over it, brother. I would eat the shit out of princess fruit snacks. When you were a kid? As an adult. Oh, man. If you know what I'm saying, those fruit snacks? Man. I, I eat uh, any princess as long as they're of good age snacks you heard it here first people please edit that out nope uh so uh the man starts following her and then he also grabs her what's the device on their cart on her cart like right where like where where she puts her hands was it a cup holder or something i don't know um i'll pull it up when we take our next break but there was some weird thing it looked like some sort of like like uh safety device or like something that's like a theft of prevention kind of device maybe it was like the battery pack for her like microphone or something it was just like being hella lazy yeah so uh again she gets attacked by uh this man and uh she freaks out and knocks over a whole can like display it's the stupidest shit ever just knocking over a whole display of things um but it's good i mean it serves the fact that you know she thinks she's going crazy the man's no longer in the store and that's i guess when you start thinking something's up when he uh, when she gets home, she tells her husband about it, and her husband's like, "Oh, he was probably just hitting on you." And she's like, "No, you don't understand. He knew my name. How would he know my name?" Yeah, and his response is like, uh, to, to put it in layman's term, he's like, "Here, I'm going to take your daughter. Let me just leave you alone again. It's fine." Yeah, like, he's like, "I'm going to take our daughter and just leave you all alone by yourself, even though you came home like being paranoid and insane. attacked by two men in one day." Yeah. Well, he, he's like, oh, go get your hair done. He's probably, yeah, he's probably just rock hard. I think he's probably cheating on her. Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah, he's like, wants her to go out so the babysitter comes home and, you know, you can fill in the blanks. Maybe that's why the uh, the, the normal hair uh, person's not there. No, the the normal hairdresser is not at the salon and instead it's a different woman. Yep. Did you uh, notice when she started shampooing her hair how bad she got water in her oh, face? Oh, she got, I, I wrote... Uh, Waterboards her with the, the lethal weapon, lethal weapon saxophone playing in the background too. It's like straight lethal weapon. You know, like a lethal weapon always has like the. Oh yeah, the lethal yeah. weapon's got that hot sax, baby. Yeah, and you can tell like her, the actress in her is like, fucking. Yeah. God damn. But I'm gonna keep going through it. Yeah. Um. 
so it accidentally gets in her face, and then they have it deliberately get in her face. The she is getting waterboarded by the hairdresser. Uh, again, she flips out. She gets up, jumps out, and uh, leaves the hairdresser, and then calls the cops. This is the same cop from before, too, by the way. It is. It is the same dude. Um, and he already thinks that she's full of shit. He's tired of dealing with her after a couple calls. And when they go back inside the salon... Bad, uh, bad cops are bad cops. That's what I wrote down. <laughs> like, the cops are just so bad. Yeah, totally. Uh, but then, yeah, she, uh, she calms down. She's like, my hair's wet. I didn't make this up. Yeah, I didn't make this up. And and then she goes home, and she starts kind of losing it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, when she was cutting, you know, as a, as a former uh, cook, when she's cutting those peppers up, Dude, yeah. So not d- very good safe cuts. You 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 also used to be a prep cook as well too. Like yeah, I think anybody who's familiar with cooking would know that the way that she starts cutting up these peppers and it's like it inter- anxiety. It's intercut with the daughter playing piano. So you're seeing like close up of hands, and then she's like yelling while she's like dicing all these peppers. It's extremely unnerving. I thought they did a really good job with that scene yeah. of like making you feel off. It's uh, it's the it's the brother of um, Quentin Tarantino. You know, he likes feet so much. Uh, this guy likes hands. There's all it takes all types, man. Yeah. No, but I really truly got like anxiety watching her cut those. Uh, it's effective. Up. And also, she didn't cut out that top part of the pepper with all the seeds. Ah, oh, drove me ballistic. Yeah. I would have gotten written up for that in my my cooking days. Back when I was your boss. Uh, no, before that. <laughs> nah, you wouldn't rip me up. No, I wouldn't. So also, just real quick, from the cop, um, the cop says to uh, the husband, it's like, oh, she has an ex-husband. You don't think he would have done this, do you? And he's like, no, I don't. But basically established that there's an ex-husband in the mix, but uh, he died a year ago. Yeah. So this yeah. is when she gets a phone call. The phone call is uh, a woman who says, we're coming for you and you can't stop us. This part was generally creepy. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's basically all these people who have been coming after him, like, all their intentions are now stated, and there's no way you can get away. Yeah, no, it, it was, um, the way they show her kind of, like, deteriorating was actually r- really well done, um, and as someone, not personally, but my, I, two of my, both my older brothers are bipolar, severe bipolar, and having these kind of paranoid thoughts is something that's really real and and you build in in the moment you just apparently like they've told me like i feel like it's truly truly happening so i thought they did a really good job of having um, her like come unhinged becoming unhinged yeah over you know especially over um a 20 minute episode yeah um she they have her driving around and uh, seeing the same people and, and then the radio comes on and it's like the emergency broadcast network she can't change it like it just stays on the same thing yeah well she gets an uh she gets an accident uh because of car crash yeah because of the radio station she's fucking with and she wakes up in an ambulance and all the weirdos who have been bugging her all day they're all in the ambulance standing over it see that that again that was that like the first time i watched it it was like Early in the morning before I had to work, and I was still just waking up. It made I generally at this point felt creeped out by it. Cool, like like not like terribly, but I was like, oh, this is a fun. It was working. It was working. Yeah. Uh, so she freaks out as usual. She just doesn't keep saying that, but it's true. She just keeps freaking out, and uh, she runs away from the weirdos, and she gets uh, back to her house and barely gets in the door. And then when she's inside the door to her house, she starts hearing whispers. She goes through a 
a, a door to a bedroom. And oh, she, she, do you like how she uh, like closes like two of the blinds too, or like the? I didn't notice it. What happened? Oh, when she gets inside the door, like because the people are outside, uh-huh. she closes like two of the blinds. I'm like, like that's gonna make a difference. Like, where did she go? Yeah, and then um, we start to get uh, the real meat of what is happening in this story. Yeah, it shows her in a hospital bed, and uh, this is like where we get a ton of exposition. And I thought this actually was pretty cool. Yeah, they. Uh, you hear some doctors talking to each other. And uh, you find out that she kind of she comes out of unconsciousness and she's hearing these people over talking like that. That's the voices that she heard that were the whispers in her house. Yes, these uh, doctors and all these people that were confronting her. And so, yeah, those are all three of the people that are watching over her basically waiting to go on death row. Uh, well, so they they elaborate that uh, she shot her husband, who caused her mis- miscarriage, and caused he beat her, her so bad. Yeah, and it made her want to hang herself, uh, which is what which happened. She failed at, and she found herself in a coma. Which is going back to um, the purse. The purse. Yeah. yeah. And so that I think was this was actually I think a very well written episode. It's uh, well, this is really dark once you kind of get everything like figured out and. Uh, she realizes that all of these perfect memories and waking up. Her and, ideal life has been her being under, under, uh, in, 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 in like with a coma, a, in a coma, yeah, in a, in a medically induced coma, and so they she overhears them saying like, uh, "Well, we're gonna put her down now that she's out of this coma." Yeah, and uh, we oh, just real quick, the uh, husband. Uh, is a psychiatrist who's been treating her. Yeah. So that's why I guess she feels affinity towards him and fear from the other people. Yep. Um, that's a really great, that's a really very well-written epi- uh, part of an episode. Yeah, a nice little touch. Um, and then uh, the nurse says, uh, only give her a little bit of that, yeah, because it could put her back into a coma. And, and so she hears that. She gets wise. Yep. She starts doing it. She she knocks the nurse out with. Uh, oh, she grabs like 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 the coat hanger or something like that, it's, or like some like thing, like some metal the, thing. The thing that holds the IV. Yeah, yeah. And she like bashes it into the nurse's head, and then she shoots it up. Hey, second time in this episode where someone gets brained in the head. Yeah, very nice. Um, and then uh, yeah, that then she shoots her. She loads herself up, basically putting her in in this coma, which you assume to be for a long, long time. Indefinitely. She, indefinitely, yeah. And um, she wakes, she up wakes back. back up and she's self-aware enough now. It seems like that she knows that she's in a, a sort of dream state. But she doesn't care. But she doesn't care now, yeah. If it feels real and seems real, who's to say it's not? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I actually have thought about, I mean, it's not true at all, but I remember one time years, maybe a decade or so ago, I was uh, hallucinating on something. And I psychedelics. I, yes, okay. I was on some LSD, nice. and I, um, I I was talking with a friend because I got into a really bad car accident. I was eighteen, uh, and I was like, "Man, what if like all of this that's going on since I was eighteen was uh, my brain just in a coma?" Yeah, that's the whole thing. It's like that's what they say. So like DMT is released in your brain when you're born and you die this and when you dream. All, yeah, everything could be just one last fleeting memory after you, like right before you land on the ground up for God, jumping if off I wake up right now and I'm actually I wouldn't mind being 18 no no that would suck oh yeah speaking of Henry Rollins at the end of the episode he has a nice little touch that he adds on there oh yeah do you have it you got it he goes the perfect jailbreak 
and she'll never be caught. That's it. Yeah. That's the. It, I mean, it's a dumb line, but it, it it the actual again, like I said, the actual like story is really cool, actually. Yeah, it's it's a cool concept. You put some like even better, like you put some actually like, like really legit actors and actresses. That was my biggest thing is I like this actress. She didn't do it for me. No, I wish me it was if it was somebody else. I think it would have made it a lot better. They kept on being like, "You're so hot," and I was like. Uh, Who said that? There, at one point, someone's like, you're such a beautiful lady. And I was like, <laughs> none of you are beautiful. You're like, this is a dream. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, so that's it for uh, Still Life. Uh, uh, why don't we go ahead and do our part two. Part two. And, uh, part de. Part do. Um, and uh, do you want to go ahead and start again? Um, no, you can do the same. You'll start the same. Again. We just said it. I think if we had a better actress in this episode, not that she's a bad actress, but just that I don't know. I just was not always invested. I didn't. Always, I didn't like her. There was not a whole lot of redeeming qualities to her. I think. Nope. I think they could have done a better job of uh, endearing her to us as a viewer. That being said, I thought it was a cool idea for an episode. Um, I think it would have been more fun if things got a little darker um, in her uh, dream state. Like if maybe like besides just grabbing her like you know maybe there was some blood or like something like that it was a little more graphic i think would have been cool but overall i thought it was a cool idea i'd probably give this one on its own a 7.5 oh that's a very fair rating um all right so god this was better of the of the two parts i believe in my opinion the twist happened at the very end which i like and it was kind of it was kind of surprising too i kept on like thinking and actually to its discredit i kept on thinking like what's with the pictures yeah like there's going to be something about these pictures maybe it's to throw you off the scent or something because it was still life i thought you know like still photography something Mm -hmm. like that and then it just ended up being no this person's just in a a sleep induced or medical induced coma um that being said, I would I would show this to someone else. Cool. Um, I think you actually had a really great score on it. Uh, as the Iceman, I got to go a little lower than you. Mm-hmm. 7.25. So uh, we're going to average those scores. What are you going to give this episode as oh, a whole? Oh, shit, that's going to fuck it up. Oh, my God. I think I'm going to have to go 6.75. Yeah, I'll give it a 6.752. Why not? Wow. Yeah. We're in the trick-or-treating club. Hey, whatever that means. I don't know. Um... But yeah, that's uh, this episode of uh, Night Visions. Uh, we're doing Night Visions November. Night Visions November. So next week we'll be doing another one. And I already know the one we should do. Anything else you want to leave them with this week? Um, we're going to be promoting a bunch of new podcasts that uh, we're friends with. And um, please give them a listen. This is a little teaser for that as well, too. Support your local podcast uh, makers. Yeah. It, I mean, uh, this is not, it's, a, it's a lot of grind that we do here. And we do a lot of work. So um, We do it for you. We do it for you guys and ourselves. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun, but uh, there's a lot of people that need to get listens, and they're not as lucky as us to has um, always to have as many listeners that we do. And so, great fans, great fans, uh, go and support other great podcasts. And next, I think next week we'll start being uh, plugging these other podcasts. So yeah, we've already started. Um, if you guys want to reach us, yep. feel free to uh, tweet at us. We are at Short and Spooky, or you can write us an email at Short and Spooky at Gmail Yep. Hey dads. Hey Almeida. Uh, We love you all, and uh, we'll see you next week. 
Uh, hi, Ruka. Rest in peace, Ruka. Rip.